dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. I sound like a broken record saying that. I got to change that on the script or just go with something a little different, huh? Uh, first of all, Blunt Business presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. Our borderless conference is coming up June 29th and June 30th, a two-day event, virtual. So obviously, with all the issues of the pandemic going on in front of us, you can still go to our event. Again, we'll also have it on October 29th and 30th later this year. USCC Borderless, our first ever virtual online trade show and expo. We'll have loads of education, exhibitors, sponsors, speakers. And it's a great place, uh, obviously, to look for, looking for places to network and to market yourself out to the cannabis industry. We are here. We And this was something we were actually bringing up before the pandemic. It just happened to be that in this certain times, more than ever, we need to find ways as an industry to stay connected and stay communicating. Keep the conversation going on all aspects of education, policy, advocacy, and business. So we're going to have all that coming up at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo's Borderless Conference. Again, June 29th and June 30th. Go to usccexpo.com. Go for the newsletter. Get all the information that you need. Sign up there and register for exhibition, for tickets, we hope to have you join us at the show online at usccexpo.com. My next guest's company has developed a unique product, which is allowing users to smoke safer by reducing the spread of germs and reducing coughing. So as we're talking about issues in the middle of the pandemic, we must look at what will be not a completely new normal, but I believe there's going to be certain things that will significantly change in our industry and how we need to be more cognizant of that and what changes might need to be made when it comes to touchless screens, when it comes to options that people might want more contactless delivery options to what products in the cannabis space they might want. Would they want ingestibles? Will they come back to smoking, vaping? What are the options that are out there? And like I said, our, my guest is there to help out to ensure more precautionary measures so that you cannot, uh, you can continue to go ahead and smoke the flower that you want with good precautionary measures. Again, my guest is Jay Rush, the co-founder of Moose Labs. Jay, thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. Hey, George. Thanks for having me. Sure. My pleasure. Let's get right into it because there's a lot to be said. Leafly has actually done a lot of reporting about this. I want to point out a story that they said that the coronavirus has disrupted cannabis commerce across North America, triggering runs on stores, closures, adoption of curbside pickup and delivery ordering. And because of this pandemic, it's canceling most 420 events, changing personal behavior away from sharing joints and pipes. So talk to me about the industry's perspective on sharing devices and the changes that we need to make right now, Jay. Yeah, so I mean, cannabis has always been a you know sharing culture. Uh, people passing pipes and passing joints and, you know, puff, puff, pass is, is the, the, the saying. Um, so it, it's kind of ingrained in, in what cannabis is all about. And as it's grown, these festivals and parties, 
that are happening, more people are joining that circle, so to speak. And it's getting to a point where thousands of people at some events were putting their mouth on devices, which quite frankly is just not sanitary. And, you know, when it comes to our enjoyment, certain, you know, normal things go out the window. You wouldn't go sit down at a restaurant and say, okay, I'm fine drinking out of the same glass that the person at the table before me drank out of. You would expect a fresh, clean glass. And that's kind of where we need to get with cannabis is, you know, yes, it can be fun, but it also needs to be, you know, handled responsibly. Now, a typical bong, let's get into the device itself, which uh, we're going to talk about here. They call the mouthpiece. It's a mouth with P-E-A-C-E. So a typical bong contains more bacteria per square inch than a toilet seat in a public restroom. Wow. And that's according to the first study of contamination on shared smoking devices. A bong after a 10-minute smoke session between four people carries 600 times the germs it had before the session. That said, um, that's why your team has developed the mouthpiece. It's a silicone personal and universal mouthpiece with an activated carbon filter for pipes, vaporizers, and joints, preventing direct human content. So, first of all, is this a disposable uh, device, or is this something that you continuously clean and sanitize? So, the mouthpiece itself is not disposable. It's made out of uh, silicone, and okay. it's meant to be used you know, personally. So, I would use my own mouthpiece. You would use your own mouthpiece. So, the only germs that you're coming in contact with would be your own. Um, so, the filters uh, are kind of the second half of that. So, while the mouthpiece, the initial intention was to be germ-free and healthy, we figured a way that we could incorporate a filter into the you know, product to actually remove some of the resin and tar to not only stop the germs, but also stop some of that you know, gunk that you don't necessarily want going into your lungs from going into your lungs. Now, this device, I just have a couple of quick, uh, quick shot questions sure. about this, just because when looking at the device, it's a universal size, correct? One size fits all? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it, when you look at it, I guess the design kind of reminds you of what you see when uh, you're getting triage done. Like, say you're getting a physical from a doctor, and when they put the ear thermometer in your ear, the kind of thing they put in so that you protect your ear, but that's a disposable thing, but it's the same kind of look. Does that Was that kind of the idea where it came from? Um, I'll be honest. I have no idea what you're referring to, so I'm going to have to say no to that one. Um it came, the, the shape idea came after, uh, you know, iterating off of several different concepts and uh, versions that we had previously. Um, so now we actually have, uh, you know, three different style mouthpieces that have, you know, kind of grown off of each other. Um, and we, the most recent one has been, you know, slimmed down and, you know, made sleeker uh, to remove, you know, any excess or superfluous uh, parts. Okay, because, well, the thing is, is like, well, like I said, it was an ear thermometer. It's like one of those things where they'll put in your ear to go and check your temperature, and then they just use a little bit of a, like a little oh, filter. Oh, yes, yes. Now, now I, yeah, I remember. <laughs> it. Yeah. You're right. That's what I, I guess I need to go, go back to doctors more frequently. Yeah, no, it, it, I guess, yeah, you could say that it's, um, it, it's, you know, modeled off of that, but no, that wasn't the initial intention. It's just uh, form follows function, you know. 
or I should say the other way around, function follows form, and this is the best way to uh, get the best function out of the device. Okay. Now, looking at the website, when I, if we're looking to go and shop for it, I see there's already a number of products. Obviously, people have uh, gotten their hands on this because some of it's sold out, as we see. Obviously, more will be coming. But um, so when you're getting this, um, I, I guess, so I see that you have custom out of the, in different colors, different shapes. Uh why did you feel like silicone would be, I mean, when you were looking at designing the product, what was it about silicone would be the best option uh, to use to go and put on top of a bong to go ahead and consume? Um, yeah, it was really the flexibility uh, matter. So plastic would be too uh, firm and wouldn't conform to you know odd shapes and sizes. You wouldn't be able to stretch it to fit over your vape pen uh-huh. or pinch it closed if you have a smaller joint. Um, so really it's just the flexibility that the material allows. And then uh, anything that would do with the heat and the smoke that might take in, uh, I mean, how durable does it hold up? How long does those uh, oh, yeah. these uh, silicone, uh, these mouthpieces last? So the mouthpieces themselves are pretty durable. Um, a funny story about silicone in general, actually, uh, several years ago, there was a big fire in downtown L.A. at one of the uh, big uh, smoke shop distributor uh, locations. And everything was burnt except for all the silicone jars and pieces <laughs> that were left uh, in puddles around on the street, unfortunately. But, but the silicone itself is, is very durable. It can uh, withstand heat and will last uh, a pretty long time. In this, uh, on your website, I want to go and send people over to moosslabs.us, M-O-O-S-E. And you did go through a whole option of how clean are the pipes we smoke from. A very interesting story. And I want to point people out to that because I think more than ever, it's a matter of, well, you can see now people will be much more aware of having their devices and what they're doing with them. Um, But then more than anything else, I guess, is the idea of understanding how much bacteria might be there. And being more aware than ever about what you should be putting into your mouth if you want to go and consume cannabis. So the idea is, you mentioned that, again, there's more bacteria, 1,300% more than an average dog food bowl, cell phone screen, ATM keypad, average dumpster. There's much more bacteria in all those areas. And I guess the other thing, too, is that when you're looking at this, at this point, do you think that it would be also a good rule of thumb that at this point you should also, at the same time you're using a mouthpiece, you should also go ahead and look at, you know, a constant changing out of devices. Yeah. I mean, gone are the days where you could go booth to booth and hit, you know, every single piece at the event or at the party. Um, Now it's really a matter of, we need to be careful. We need to be cautious and we, everyone should consider bringing their own piece to the, uh, to the event. Um, that said, it can be difficult, you know, if I'm going over to my friend's house to, you know, have a smoke sesh, it would almost be considered as weird or rude to bring my own pipe and my own lighter and my own, you know, my own everything. Just going back to the fact that cannabis is a social, you know, communal happening and it's kind of seen as like, oh, okay, you want to do it that way? That's fine there, you know, uh, it can be a little awkward. Now, one of the things, obviously, that I can imagine is the fact of the devices and keeping them maintained, sanitized, and cleansed. Because in your study, it was observed that very few cannabis consumers, and this is out of a study that you did, you took 50 participants to work on, or actually 
100 participants were part in this study. And the idea was is that, you know, 5% of participants use available alcohol wipes to clean the pipe prior to consumption, um, even though it would be a quick sanitary solution, but it's been, it would still be ineffective right. in significantly lowering the, the bacteria level. So the idea is yeah. your device would dramatically decrease the spread and amount by almost 6,000%. Uh, so the thing is, um, I guess if you're using the mouthpiece, what would you say to those hand-in-hand? Hand, would you think that there would be a need to take the time to cl- cleanse the device when you have the mouthpiece on it? So if you're using the mouthpiece, there's really no need to cleanse the device ahead of time because the only portion of the mouthpiece that's coming in contact with the germs are the bottom half, not the portion that your mouth is touching. So unless you're physically touching your mouthpiece, then you would want to go wash your hands or you know keep, clean it off. Um, as long as you're not touching the bottom half of your mouthpiece when you're at a party or an event, there's really no risk of cross-contamination or anything like that. Now, with that said, I don't know if they're, what you're doing in the research and development. I obviously that you have other products out there. You have pre-rolls and uh, you have uh, other accessories and things like that. But my, my question is, you know, we already know that there's changes to the technology and what's being used to consume. But for those that want to come back to flour, does the bong change as a result? Do we not use glass? Do we use something else to consume that would keep things much safer to consume? Besides the inhalation, what can we do to make sure that what we're getting of the plant is pure and clean? And when you're consuming it, your that bacteria level is diminished. Yeah, I mean, of course, using a clean bong is, is always preferable. You want to make sure that you're not using dirty water or you know a dirty piece. So keeping it clean is always important, but really, you know, the addition of the filter into the mouthpiece is uh, keeping the smoke clean. It's actually sanitizing the smoke as it passes through the carbon layer uh, before it hits your lungs. So it's uh, providing that extra benefit that you're looking for, I think. Yeah. I just think it's like, it's, I wonder if there would be a change because obviously, you know, because then you have the touch contact, people getting onto the glass and just, I mean, right, it's just yeah, these little yeah. things everywhere that I could imagine. People could just think, whatever reason, oh, I don't want to catch what you have. Uh, I don't want to catch what you might have. Something like that. I right. could imagine those kind of questions being rolled around now. And obviously, industry, the industry has to think about, okay, what can we do to curb any kind of I mean, whatever? We have to think around the precautions that the customers are going to have and put those together. And that's why, you know, good thing was you your team created the mouthpiece to go and create that kind of solution for those that want to continue to go and do that. But the one thing we also have to talk about coming up after the break here is we got to talk about the concerns of consumption now and after the pandemic subsides. We're going to talk about that here. I'm with the CEO, the the co-founder of Moose Labs, Jay Rush, here on Blunt Business. Jay, let's go and come back after that, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. 
Dazed and infused. Join sugar industry expert Latham Woodward for a happier hour each week for a lively and often hilarious discussion on the infusion of cannabis into food, beverages, and life. Explore exciting new culinary landscape trends with fascinating friends and guests who are leading the industry into the uncharted mainstream. Discover curated menus, enhanced cocktails, and live tastings. Life's a little sweeter here on Dazed and Infused. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to Blum Business. I'm here with Jay Rush, co-founder of Moose Labs and also the makers of the Mouthpiece. Uh, that's Mouth, P-E-A-C-E, which is a great little addition to all your smoking devices out there. Now, the Oklahoma Eagle, they write this, quote, Many have raised their concerns about the risk of cannabis consumption during today's global pandemic. People who have underlying health issues are much more vulnerable to the disease, according to the National Institute on Drug Abuse. But there's little known about COVID-19 being a more severe threat to cannabis users. Many have drawn this conclusion due to the virus's effects on the respiratory tract. What's known for sure is that the majority of severe illness and death are from those who have health issues such as diabetes, respiratory conditions, or cancer, comorbidities. It does not weaken your lungs, end quote. So now, again, the mouthpiece is here. It creates a patented filter designed to sanitize smoke slash vapor by removing resins, toxins, and tar. So talk to me about what the device is going to be done. And, you know, when you have customers who are going to go and take that device and add it to their bong or the device, what would you say should be any changes that should be done now to properly clean and sanitize your device and the mouthpiece? Um, yeah, I mean, right now, rubbing alcohol is definitely in short supply. So we are recommending not using it and leaving it for uh, cleaning, you know, more realistic cleaning applications and for hospital and healthcare workers. Yeah. Um, so, you know, go out and support your local smoke shop or maybe don't go out, but order online support a small company and order some cleaner uh, resolution cleaning gel is a great company um, there's also several others out there that are available um, and then as far as keeping the mouthpiece clean you can just use a uh, regular dawn dish soap and uh, warm water and okay. just wipe it out with a, a rag and the filters are just disposable so once you use you can just toss them away you make a good point because I think when you're talking about how there have been, and we've had some guests on uh, Cannabis Radio that talked about having products that they use to go ahead and clean uh, their, their devices, which are very good. And obviously, it will detergent, disinfectant kind of deal. So if you need to have something, you know, as opposed to having some of that normal household, 
great way to support the smoke shops and, and support those people out there that are providing products specifically for those devices. So now, yeah, Inc.com, they wrote about this story and they said, quote, as it became clear that COVID-19 affects people with respiratory issues harder than most, consumers have become wary of inhaled products. Vapes, concentrates, and smoke flower sales have flattened or even dropped in some locations, while edible and tincture sales have increased. While some consumers uh, consumers will come back to inhale products after the crisis eases, it's likely that some users will change behavior permanently as a result of new habits. So there's no evidence found that people get coronavirus just by sharing bong, bongs or joints. We already know that. But even with proper care, do you see any need for uh, any need for concern by the public that might sway away from smoking flour and finding alternate ways to consume it? Obviously, your company has pre-rolls. You already have other options. But, you know, from your end, what are you seeing people doing? Do you think that from the consumer base that you have, do you think they go back or are they continuing to go along with having the devices because that's, they still feel comfortable with it? That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think that as the coronavirus continues and as uh, people's smoking habits evolve, that I think we will eventually move beyond the, the bong and the you know joint and, you know, with cannabis into things like dabbing and uh, dryer vaping and just overall more healthy ways of consuming. That said, my favorite way of consuming is with a giant, you know, 16 inch bong. Um, (laughs) Okay. And, you know, I I don't plan on changing it too soon. Um, Part of the reason why I, you know, myself and the rest of my team came up with the mouthpiece. Um, So we could continue enjoying smoking the way that we like it without having to, uh, you know, sacrifice our lungs every, with every hit. Um, no, I got a so. good question for you. This is one other thought I would think. If I was a smoke shop, before I'm a dispensary, wouldn't mm-hmm. I be dropping the price on devices now and trying to just monetize more on the plant more than ever now as a result to just try to keep the interest up and say, hey, you know, maybe one of the things that might also sway you away is because some of those bongs are real expensive. Let's bring the prices down. You know, it's interesting. Something that I've found with, uh, you know, dispensaries that have uh, you know, sold other accessories, the accessories tend to stay there for a long time. Yeah. Because people who are in the dispensary are there to buy cannabis. You know, it's nice that they have other things that they can look at. But when the bud tender asks, okay, what would you like? They're not going to go glass shopping. They're there to buy their cannabis. And that's what they're going to buy. Um, so, so it's kind of, I think selling accessories, you know, while it's important to have, I don't think it should ever be a, a main focus or, you know, a driver in a dispensary, um, just cause frankly, of no interest to the people who were there at the time, or I should say of little interest. You know what I would also be interested in knowing is, and I, I wouldn't expect you to know, but I would almost be interested in seeing, because in the same way that, um, smoking devices in, in a smoke shop, Hookah pipes must be taking a major hit right now. Yeah, I could imagine because there's no friends to bring over to uh, share it with. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. I see that two chains actually had a report. He wants to try to bring them back <laughs> once the restaurants are reopened, which I don't know how that's going to work out. But it's just one of those things where, um, I mean, 
I just don't know it, well, what kind of a market will be after that. But again, that's where I think I like where your, your team at Moose Labs, you diversified. You obviously thought about other things. Right. But now the question is, on the sales front, obviously I see pre-rolls and I see other things that are being sold well. Um, and obviously you're probably doing really brisk, uh, robust sales on the mouthpiece itself. But, I mean, what are you looking at right now? I mean, do you, you've made the design, you have it out there. Talk to me about the... Uh, well, I mean, I guess the other thing is haven't had a chance to display it too much. I don't know uh, how far back you've had a chance to let people try it out and see how it works for them. Take me a little bit into what the consumers have done embracing the product. And, you know, if they just have you had a chance to really be able to get out there to get people to sample it. And if not the case, then are do you feel like the pre-rolls and the other products you're selling are going to prop things up for now? Um, so we released the first mouthpiece back in 2015. Okay. Um, and we've released, so up from 2015 to, uh, July, 2019, we sold about 250,000 units of the original style mouthpiece. Okay. And then since, uh, July, 2019, when we released the new version of the mouthpiece with the filter, um, we've sold close to half a million units. Wow. And just about a million filters. Woo. So I mean, <laughs> so uh, I think it, it's pretty, at this point it's out the, there on the uh, assembly chain, good feedback. Right, but now on the assembly chain, what do you think you need? You would be producing more of? Do you think the mouthpiece is something you're still going to keep pushing out more and developing and, and improving upon? Oh yeah, absolutely. The only reason that the uh, cones are currently sold out is because we did a small test sample order oh, okay. of about uh, 2,000 units, and we sold through them in about a month and a half. Wow. Um, so we're uh, in the process of getting more ordered up uh, you know, right now, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Now, out of curiosity, okay. uh, you know, and this is just my own personal question. I used to always like watching Periscope yeah. and then seeing a lot of people on there smoking bongs. I don't see it as much anymore, but... Um, have you done anything in terms of any, like, has there been anybody out there you've done in terms of marketing to get that out there so that when people, when you're seeing people smoking bongs, whether it's in a YouTube video, it's a content creator or an influencer on Instagram, like, uh, you know, talk to me about, you know, the spread of how the product has been seen out by everybody out there so they know to go and get their hands on it. Yeah. So we uh, have some tight relationships with a couple of key influencers that we work with. Um, and since we launched the product, the Instagram following has grown by about, I want to say, 80,000 followers in uh, the last 10 months. Um, so we have our influencers posting for us regularly. And really what helps is just the natural virality of the product. You know, one person gets it, brings it to their friend's house, pre-social distancing, of course. Uh, maybe they jump on a Zoom call and, you know, are using it and their friend says, what is that? And then <laughs> yeah. they pop out a filter and they show the, this is a clean filter, this is a dirty filter, it looks the difference. And yeah. the, then next thing you know, the friend buys it and it just kind of spins off like that. So we've been uh, very lucky to have that before and after, you know, comparability of the product to uh, kind of help grow our uh, natural yeah, social presence. Well, I'll tell you what, now more than ever is a good thing where you have this, uh, you have that product available for everybody out there to go and get their hands on. And you already got that many sold. And I can imagine if people were still hankering to go and get their hands on a bong and, and get back to business, then they're going to want to have a, a, have a mouthpiece on it. So that sounds good. Absolutely. Final questions. Well, for, too. I, I got some final questions for you, Jay. We're going to come back sure. to those after a brief break. Stay with us folks. 
rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Yo, 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 this is your boy TJ, Trinidad James. You're listening to Dr. Bina on Cannabis Confidential. LA, what up? Nickname James, man. I'm worried like a like. People were so excited to see you supporting our industry. And it's so important to see people who are mainstream, who are out there, that people look up to. That was my first one ever going to. So that was definitely a big deal for me. It's not just, oh man, just come smoke a bunch of joints. It's a lot of science into it. It's way more interesting than a lot of people might think would look down, per se, on what we enjoy. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow. The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him, think that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're on the home stretch. Final questions. Jay Rush, co-founder of Moose Labs here on Blunt Business. So back to Leafly. They got another uh, portion I want to go and talk about that I had in an article. Quote, under today's pandemic rules, cannabis dispensaries are offering delivery and curbside pickup to keep their customers and staff safe. But now there's a good question asked. But does that mean it's safe to handle the packaging itself? Should cannabis consumers disinfect the plastic packaging and bud jars? So to ease and this is what they recommend right now. So ease your anxiety and eliminate any chance of transfer. Either wipe the package with a strong disinfectant or let the package sit and cool off for a day or two. And, you know, also disinfecting the outer packaging only. No need to disinfect the actual cannabis product. Nobody wants to smoke a tasty bud that's doused in Formula 409. So they, <laughs> that's her joke, not mine. Should there be any particular products um, in particular? Like you said, um, you mentioned there were some products out there. For yourself, like, I mean, is that something that your team's thought about maybe that on top of everything else, are there any cleaning products that you would recommend or any that you're looking to go and create yourselves to go along with uh, the mouthpiece and just for those that are going to be buying the mouthpiece to go along with the devices? Um, in terms of cleaning products that I would recommend, I really strongly recommend uh, Resolution Gel Cleaner. Uh, they're my go-to bond cleaners, so I have them next to my sink at all times. Um, other than that, uh, really just any kind of normal cleaner that you can use to you know, spray on paper towel, wipe the outside of your pipes down, wipe your lighter, you know, just kind of think of everything that you touch during a sesh and clean it. <laughs> Unfortunately, smoke first, then clean it, then go wash your hands. 
Um, but other than that, you know, I, when I go to the dispensary, I get everything. I wear my gloves when I get the bag, when I get home, I take everything out with the gloves on and I put it to the side for two days and I don't touch it. And I've just built it into my normal routine to add two days into my, uh, you know, buying time. So it has time to decontaminate. Um, it, it sounds kind of silly and crazy, but I'd rather not take the risk. I also know, I remember a resolution we actually had on, and actually I know they also sell res caps. So same idea, you just drop oh, those yeah. in and, and the yeah. same idea. So it's good stuff. And um, yeah. at this point, you know, as we come back, I mean, do you still, from the customer base that you have, I mean, and from the dispensaries you might still frequent, do you still feel like that, uh, do we see an ultimate change where people might just sway away from devices and they might just go to vapes and, and pre-rolls more often? And do you think the sharing culture fades away a bit now or just goes away altogether because of all that happened? Are people just going to be much more, they're going to be much more you know, cautious going forward? Yeah, I think maybe cautious is a good way of putting it. I was thinking picky as to who they let smoke and share. Yeah, you know, I yeah. can see, you know, being at a party and, and almost like, sorry, I just don't know you and I'm not going to let you hit this joint that I'm passing with these two people that I know well and, you know, I'm good friends with. Um, so I can see that becoming an issue and I could definitely see people, you know, rolling their own, bringing their own, you know, bowl rather than, you know, walking booth to booth or, you know, sharing the, the house song that's available. Um, I can definitely see those changes being made in terms of switching to vaping over a bong. I think the experience is just too different still for someone to make that type of a leap. Um, I know that I personally wouldn't be able to replace my, you know, couple bong rips a day with a couple vape poles. It's just not the same uh, yet. Yeah, I can imagine. It's just, uh, I mean, that's, it's, for some people, it's just it's also been a, fa- a way of life. Just some people have to have, so you know. Oh, I always yeah. think about the. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard out there if you ever wa- listened to it all, but you ever heard the name Tom Lycus? That was always one of the things where the radio show host out of L.A. who's now online. That was always his biggest thing was like you know letting somebody rip a bong hit on air. Like let's hear it, and <laughs> I would almost feel. I think people just want to be able to have not just the feeling you get, but to hear that thing rip. I think that would be. It, It'd be bad if we don't hear that sound anymore. If people can't have that experience anymore, that would be tough. But I think if everybody kind of could just stick to their own, that's why I'm saying if you if the sharing goes away, then just everybody bring their own bong and let's just share the, share what we got and put one put some in each each bong and go with it. You know, set it up. Yeah, I think yeah. it's better. I mean, if just, that's you know. what it's going to have to be. So yeah. maybe, the, but that's the thing. It just becomes, so. Uh, disappointing when your friend has a cool new piece that you would love to try hitting and they take a hit and then have to go sanitize the whole piece before you can take your hit. Okay, I just brought you an idea. I just brought you an idea. This is where we need to talk about, okay, don't feel like you need to share the bong. Just buy more bongs and put more mouthpieces on them. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same. That's what they should be doing. Exactly. There we go. So again, Jay Rush... Hey, hey, my pleasure. So, again, let me uh, direct people once again to the website, moosalabs.us. And please take a minute to talk to our listeners about what they should be going to look at, um, you know, other products that you have down the line or that you're that people should go and take a look at. And, you know, give us an update on when we can start seeing products that might be sold, uh, showed as sold out and when they might be coming back and, you know, how people can get in touch with you. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so the best way to check out our products, like George said, is mooselabs.us on our website. 
Um, and some of our best-selling products is the mouthpiece and filter set, uh, which I believe is $15.49 or $15.99. Yeah. Like that. Very nice. Yeah, $15.99. Um, and you'll get 13 filters, a mouthpiece, and a lanyard. So you'll be stocked up and ready to smoke away for, through quarantine. Um, in terms of when some things will be back in stock, we have the pre-roll cones uh, being manufactured right now. And uh, what else? We have some new colors coming out very soon. So that's exciting. Uh, Glow in the Darks will be back in stock also. And, yeah, we have a couple new products on the horizon, actually. But I uh, just can't tell you anything more than that. Now, can you tell me, is it available anywhere to be sold uh, at any stores, dispensaries, smoke shops? Yep, absolutely. Uh, you can head over to our site. And we also have a store locator. If you scroll down to the bottom in the footer, there is a store locator there. And we're available in almost all 50 states, I believe, and nice. Canada, Australia, a couple of different countries. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're available. You can, you can find us and get us pretty much anywhere. So head to your nearby store where you get your cannabis and ask for the mouthpiece. There we go. Jay Rush, again, co-founder of Moose Labs. Uh, thank you so much for making time to join us, and I, I love the conversation. I think it was very important to ask about that because I think some people should know that there are things out there, you know, that – even though some people might feel a little hesitant to grab their bong, they shouldn't. And maybe there's just more of a reason to have, you know what? We can still share. Just share the actual flower. That's what's more important. Not to actually share. Like, you know, if you got if you're gonna have it, you know, pass along the pass along the plant. Pass on the weed. Right. Don't don't worry about like the actual <laughs> device. They everybody can have their own. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm not exactly. a sharing person either, especially with food. God forbid somebody wants to take a bite out of my food, like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, no, go get yours. I'll buy you a plate. Okay? Go I'll buy you a plate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Thanks, exactly. Jay. I appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening in. Again, Thank you. we are everywhere. First off, cannabisradio.com. That's where the show is always here each and every week. And remember, Anywhere you can find podcasts, just look for it. Blunt Business, you'll find us. And if you have a way to rate and review us, I highly encourage it. And also, would love to hear more about what you would love to hear on this program in terms of topics. I must be doing a good job because I don't hear a lot of emails back, but I would love to hear feedback from you. Brasco, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. Again, B-R-A-S-C-O at CannabisRadio.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I hope to talk with you next week. expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.